1: When I try Deathwish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But
0: Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just
1: American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Nerds and I got 10% off. You can too! In a world of lame nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold the studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Angry Nerds Podcast, not three. It's just Spark and I this week. (laughs) How's it going, Spark?
0: I'm good. Just enjoying a long weekend here in the States. You?
1: Uh, yeah, same, even though I'm in Canada, the company I work for is American, so, uh, oddly enough, I don't get Canadian holidays off, but I get American holidays off, so, yeah. It's always a little weird, because, like, I'll be walking around, and be like, ooh, long weekend, everyone's like, I'm back at work on Monday, I don't know what you're talking about, but, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, that's
0: weird, they didn't know that you got American holidays off.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, most of the time, they actually line up pretty well like there's not too many discrepancies i think this is like one of the big ones because like technically uh canada had a holiday may 22nd but america's version of that is may 29th so like a week apart but yeah all, all gucci okay um but yeah long weekend hopefully you're, you're enjoying it um the, listeners and all that you guys having a good long weekend watching some movies i'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to see the the little mermaid this weekend i'm sure so um but yeah uh some sad news to start this week thor and punisher war zone actor ray stevenson has died at the age of 58 very young not even that old at all really um yeah, he was on the set of a movie, and we don't know why he passed away, like the cause of death, but yeah, just very tragic all around, very good actor, obviously, he's done a lot of stuff, not just Thor and Punisher Warzone, but I think that's the, the roles that at least the people that listen to this podcast would mostly know him for.
0: So, Yeah, very sad, um, I'm not as familiar, I mean, obviously I saw the news and did a quick check-up on kind of like where I'd seen this guy but uh overall you know you never like to hear news like that
1: no so yeah condolences to his family obviously this is gonna be a bit of a trying time but uh yeah uh yeah and he's also in Ahsoka too so I mean it's a it's a real shame because Ahsoka sounds like it's shaping up to be a good show And obviously with him now having passed away, it's kind of a shame that, you know, he's going to miss out on the accolades for his role in that. But unfortunately, I think that's the way the way this industry can go sometimes. All right. On some better, happier news. Uh, There was a rumor that the Fantastic Four roster has been uh, completely locked in. We got our Fantastic Four apparently, uh, depending on uh, who you listen to on the internet. Now, it's worth noting too that, like, we. This is still kind of a rumor. Uh, it's coming from uh, My Time to Shine Hello, which. They are a very reliable Marvel leaker, but they're not perfect. Uh, so, this could be true. This could just be them blowing smoke out their ass, but. I don't know. We've been hearing enough rumors about these people that I think there's some truth to this, but they're saying that Adam Driver is Fantastic, or Mr. Reed, sorry. <laughs> Something like that. I think I could buy two two of his names, but yeah, it's uh, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. Uh, and then uh, Margaret Robbie is playing Sue Storm, and then the guy that's the lead in the new Gladiator reboot, He's the, um, the the Human Torch, and then David Sings, I believe his name, is, who was in Hamilton. He's playing the Thing. So, yeah, apparently that's our roster. I I have thoughts for days on Adam Driver. <laughs> I, I think he's he plays like introverted characters very well. I think and i think reed richards is kind of a, a, a like distant from humanity a little bit so i think that 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 casting's good I'm not sure about all the others but what do you think spark can get behind this cast
0: yeah i'm gonna be honest i'm i'm kind of over fantastic 4 rumors Um, I I know as we're saying that some people, this is confirmed. And, like, when I get the official announcement, like, it was fun before, but now it's too much speculation. So um, we've already covered that I don't love Adam Driver, but I do respect him as an actor, and, like, there's a real possibility this works out. Um, And so I just, that specific character doesn't seem... Like a, like the best fit from pretty much everything he's done. Um, he honestly, of the two, seems seems more Human Torch, uh, like a lot more. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that's that's the great thing about about people is like you don't know that what they're capable of and, until they show you some sometimes. Um, so that's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, when it's real, I'll check it out. I will be in the theater. I I quite enjoy the Fantastic Four story, um, kind of regardless of of who they cast. It just depends on, uh, you know, how excited I am for it.
1: Right. Cool. I'm in the same kind of boat. I even was, like, tempted not to put this in the notes because I'm like, it's not official. But it feels like we're, like, getting close to it being official, so that's why I put it in. But, yeah, it's, like... It is getting a little tiring here, you know? Like, here's playing who? Here's who's playing? Uh, Miss or er, yeah, Reed Richards. And it's just like I, I, I sure I, I can get excited for that, but it's <laughs> too like, come on, let's just, just just you know come out and be like here's our Fantastic Four. Realistically though, what I think is that they may hold off on the casting announcement, and maybe they might have them show up in some kind of um, I don't know, like post credit scene for an upcoming movie, and I'm trying to think of which one would be next. I think it's the Marvels. Yeah. Um, um I don't know. Maybe you hold off on announcing the cast, but maybe that's what they do—is they just kind of like, here you go, here's like a post credit scene with the Fantastic Four in full, and then you use that to kind of like formally announce the cast. That's that's what I would assume they would do, but. They could also just come out and be like, "Yeah, this is our Fantastic Four, too."
0: Uh, that would be pretty badass if, if they, or maybe they don't have all of them. Like either way, but like some post-credit because the Marvels do is heavily involved in outer space, so it seems pretty easy uh, for them. Like I, I, there's a there's a like a disturbance. Is that a uh Asteroid or whatever, and then, like, mm-hmm. he looks closer, and then Samuel Jackson Jackson ma- ma- making a frowning face. Like, no, that's yeah. a torch. And then it's just, and then that's it. Like, like you know what I'm saying? like so It could be that or it could be literally them showing. I don't know. I could see. I like your idea, though.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it would be really cool if, like, maybe at the end they're like, oh, we came across the ship. Well, who's on the ship? Oh, it's the Fantastic Four. There you go. Um, yeah, I also just think it's kind of more exciting when Marvel does stuff like that. Like, obviously you can be like, oh, Adam Driver is Mr. Fantastic, but like, man, if you have them in the co- in their costumes, in a post credit scene, that's like the first time you find out about it. There's just a certain level of like, oh shit, I'm glad I came to the movie theater to see this. Um uh, nice. and let's be honest, I think the Marvels might eat something like that, but, uh, that's just personal opinion, but uh yeah i don't i think that would be an easy way to just be like here's your fantastic four whether they do it or not because i think uh comic-con's coming up in a bit and then you also have marvel's d23 uh the, the the disney event that they put on so i mean there's also a really good chance they also just bring them out and be like here they are um but yeah we'll see at this point, just announce it. We, I just want to get over with all these casting rumors for this movie. Um, all right, there's a rumor that either John Favreau or Ryan Coogler could possibly direct Avengers: Secret Wars. Um, I'd be I'd be down for either of them. Um, although I feel like John Favreau is so busy with Star Wars right now that I don't think he would do it, but Ryan Coogler maybe down for
0: that. Um, you know, I love Ryan. I mean, who doesn't? As far as like, I don't know anybody that thinks the Black Panther movies are bad, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's just kind of a conversation of like how good they are. Um, so yeah, I'm just glad that they, the that, the that, that, that Thor, Love, and Thunder people are staying far away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want them to do anything. I mean, of course, we prefer the Russo brothers, right? But like, if I'm them, I don't want to come back to Marvel because it's like I feel like generally people will say that of the five best Marvel movies, two of them at least belong to the Russo brothers. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would leave that legacy. If <laughs> I'm to be honest, I was like, no, I'm good. I'm gonna go over to DC with with James Gunn. Like they're rumored too.
1: I also wonder too, like. The Russo brothers, kind of after Endgame, like, they've been doing stuff, but, like, I don't know if anything they've done has really been, like, super crazy good or anything. I mean, I don't know, like, I'd have to look up everything that they've made since, but, like, just generally my perception on it, it just seems like the what they've worked on hasn't been the super greatest. Um, so, who knows, maybe Marvel kind of looks at that and goes, like, oh... Are you guys that good anymore? Uh, or maybe they just. Yeah. I, I can also see, too, the, the Russo's being like, we don't want to be a one trick pony just doing Marvel stuff the rest of our life, too. But, Correct. I mean. And I don't blame them for that. Yeah. Then again, you know, Secret Wars is Like, even knowing nothing about that movie, it's an Avengers movie. It's going to, like, clear up at the box office, it's going to clear up Bill easily. So. Easily. They would be very smart to do, get in on that, so, um, but yeah, right, I, I much prefer Ryan Coogler to this than John Favreau personally, just cause, I don't know, even if we think about John John Favreau, what, he was responsible for the first Iron Man, uh, uh, the second one too, uh, and I don't know, like, those movies are okay, but like, and yeah, you can probably look back at them and being like, oh, the, historically, that's how, like where the MCU started and all this, but like, there's been so much better stuff since, and I don't know. I guess in my mind I'm like, does he have it in him to uh, step up and make your Avengers Secret Wars compared to like the little tiny solo <laughs> Iron Man movies? Um, I don't know. I guess I'd be a little... like, it's What he made was good, but it's not what Marvel is nowadays. Marvel is so much more like massive, blown out universe with like 50 characters in your movie at least. It's... It's a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, so you're saying that you trusted him with the smaller story, but this is quite the undertaking, which it is. Um, you know, that that's part of what made the original Avengers so impressive um, that it wouldn't be today. Is this kind of the first time we had ever seen them put together and it actually, like, worked? Well, first of all, not even that it worked, just the first time we had seen them put together. Yeah. Um, and and then you kind of scale up to Infinity War, and it's not just the OG four or six. Uh, don't don't come for me. I'm forgetting which how many now, and uh, I'm not going to count. But in Infinity War and Endgame, it was everybody. Yeah. Uh, and Secret Wars is going to be the same thing. Also, on another note, and I feel like maybe I'm diving too deep into this, uh, but so I'll, I'll stop after this. But the whole Krill thing. We haven't... I mean, I saw, I believe, in the Marvels that they'll be back, but they're, like, an integral part of Secret Wars, and, like, we haven't pretty much heard a peep from them in a meaningful way since Captain Marvel. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bud, when are we... When are we get into this? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they should be... They should have been integrated in a lot of these stories they don't need to be like major characters but just uh anyway Mm -hmm. i'm sure that in the marvels they'll explain them more but they they matter a lot
1: yeah yeah i i'm so curious about secret wars um because you have the beyonder i think his name is like Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is like super crazy villain and like now they're saying like, oh, he'd be a Kang variant and all this other stuff, and I'm just like, I'm I'm so curious what's what's going on in this, in this movie. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this was the weirdest news of the week. So Jeff Loveness, who's the writer of Ant Man the Wasp, Quantum Media, and he was also on tap to uh write the Kang Dynasty has uh, been supposedly fired from Marvel. Uh, there was a rumor a while back that he had been let go from Marvel and he wasn't going to be writing uh, Ant-Man, or sorry, the King Dynasty. Uh, and now, apparently, he got fired for leaking the script of the movie and having a alternate Twitter account which he used for leaking Marvel details, which is just bothering. <laughs> you make all That's this mo- all this money what motivation do you have to just like open up a Twitter account and just be like oh this is what Marvel's doing next I, I it just baffles me um, but the weird thing is is like people looked over this Twitter account and the Twitter account has plenty of posts where it's like oh Jeff Loveness shouldn't be to blame for Ant-Man and the Lost Quantum Mania Peyton Reed had a lot to do with it too and it's like bitch this sounds like it's coming from you <laughs> uh, i don't know it's just it's interesting um we also know too that like disney was really cracking down on people leaking out movies um they were going after like they were actually subpoenaing or giving subpoenas to like google and reddit to like get information and all this other crazy stuff Uh, and I'm not saying that, like, that's confirmation that Jeff Loveness did this, but it's just very interesting that they, like, went on a hunt to, like, find out who was leaking the movie, and then suddenly Jeff Loveness is apparently fired. Like, if you're just putting two and two together, it seems like it's beyond more than just a coincidence that they're on the hunt for this leaker, and then next thing you know, this guy gets fired. Like, uh, seems like it's, uh, maybe potentially linked, but I don't know. What do you make of all this spark?
0: I mean, it, it does seem like the wheels are falling off a little bit over there, right? Like yeah. we weren't having these problems before. Uh, but I, you know, what I I guess the, the the hunt for clicks is is hotter than ever. Um it seems like everybody famous has alternate accounts. I mean, famous quote unquote. Uh, but uh, because Kevin Durant got in trouble for it. There have been NBA refs and other NBA players that have, I don't know, trouble is the right word, but have, have been acknowledged for it. I get it, dude. If you're especially, you know, you put a lot of work into these movies, whether they're good or they're bad, and hearing people trash them, you want to fight back, but, like, not as you, <laughs> right? You don't want me, because it makes you look bad. So, yeah, I would do it, too, if I was famous. yeah. And, um, would you?
1: Days, would I? <sighs> See, here's the thing. I guess in my mind, it's like uh, I've I haven't been in situations quite like Jeff Lovna's, but like I've been in situations where, like, from a certain perspective, I'm representing a company or product, and like I have to sometimes take the brunt of things that are not my issues per se, but like I become the face of those issues. So I get the feeling that, like, you want to defend yourself and be like, nah, this wasn't me. Like, you know, like, I'm not as big of a part of it. I guess, like, just it's tough, though, because you have to go and defend yourself or you want to go defend yourself, but at the same time, too, like, you're in an industry where if you bad talk people, that could potentially be the end of your career. Um, I guess, like, personally, I... I would feel like if I wasn't doing it from my own mouth, what benefit would it be for me? But at the same time, too, I also recognize that in this industry, yeah, if you were to do that, you would be probably on the quick way to an unemployment line because if you go you go bad-talking the director of the movie you're working on, uh, people are also going to be like, Peyton Reed, this guy's talking shit about you. What do you have to say about that? So, uh, Personally, in, in this instance i would probably just not say anything but uh yeah it's it's tough because i get it you want to stand up for yourself but at the same time it's like you can't just do it you can't just go up to peyton reed's face and be like hey i think it's unfortunate too that like everyone's just going now and like trying to, like, bad talk who they can about that movie. And I'm not saying that the movie was, like, the greatest. I did think it was better than some other Marvel movies. It was better than Love and Thunder, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. I I still kind of stand that I actually kind of like that movie, but um, (laughs) that's that's kind of the funny thing about all this. I'm like, y'all tried to blame each other. Like, I didn't think this movie was terrible. I mean, everyone's just getting upset with each other because the movie didn't do as well at the box office as it could have. And that's kind of what's funny is like, if the movie had done well, they probably wouldn't be doing all of this. But it's because the movie oh, didn't do well, and I find that really interesting. That like, instead of like just thinking about how they could be better on the movie, they're trying to find who, who leaked out the script and potentially uh, damage the box office revenue. And I'm just like, I think it would be better. Personally, I would recommend just try to figure out how you could do better next time. Why? Why play the blame game? Just, you know, do better next time, as they say.
0: I think that's a great. I think that's a great attitude to have.
1: Right. All right. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with Jeff Loveness. I, I, I have a feeling he'll he'll be back on some other project, but probably won't be Marvel anytime soon. Uh, Deadpool three star Ryan Reynolds won't be able to ad lib any dialogue without violating the, the Writers Guild of America strike. So they're still filming Deadpool three, but yes, yeah, he won't be able to ad lib or change the script. He's got to go off exactly what the script says. Um, I imagine that for a movie like Deadpool three, like ad libbing is a part of it. So maybe they're just filming other scenes that they can get away with. Not ad libbing, which is probably fine, so it's good. Yeah, it's, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh well, no, he just he helped write it, so yeah. it's not like his hands are being tied. Yeah, he oh, oh he tied them, <laughs> yeah, he, he wrote the damn thing,
1: yeah. And I guess, too, like at least they're still trying to get the movie made, they're not like trying to let this strike impede the movie coming out, which is admirable. Um, you know, it's, it's gotta be a tough thing trying to get a movie made while also trying to be respectful of the, the WGA and not, uh, breaking that, but, yeah. Uh, speaking of Deadpool 3, speculation mounts that X-Men star Halle Berry will return to Storm in an upcoming, in the upcoming, uh, threequel after she gets a Storm-style haircut. So... She posted on Twitter, like, living my best life, and then she had, like, the Storm haircut, and everyone's like, uh, wake up the Storm haircut, suddenly, Halle Berry. You haven't been doing that role for, like, almost a decade now, at least. Uh Yeah, so some people are speculating that she's gonna appear in Deadpool 3. I would be fine with that. I had no problem yeah. with Halle Berry.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, like, it, it, it would be weird... It would be weird, actually, for Deadpool 3 to just have Hugh Jackman and no one else.
1: Yeah. And if
0: they did, Deadpool would certainly mention it. Like, he'd for sure be like, I guess we killed, like, where's Patrick, where's your Professor X? Or did he get killed by another redhead?
1: <laughs> or something
0: like that. Like, Yeah.
1: I mean... Anyway. I yes. Was, I was just thinking, too, like, James Marsden... You know he's still active in the scene. Maybe he could appear, but then I remember that they killed him off in the third movie. But sure
0: did. You know, I mean, they 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 the third movie with Days of Future Past, so like different people are alive now.
1: Yeah, so maybe they could bring him back. I mean, he's still working. Yeah, he could take a break from Sonic the Hedgehog three to film Deadpool three, a little even a little cameo. But I think it'd be really cool, like. I think Deadpool 3 could be a really good way for them to, like, put closure on the X- Fox X-Men universe, but also set up, like, the the future, too. And, you know, we've kind of talked about, like, the Flash kind of bearing a lot of weight like that, like, all the stuff that it has to do, and I kind of feel like Deadpool 3 kind of has that same kind of weight to it, where it's like, you're coming from the Fox X-Men franchise, and now you're going into uh, the... Um, DC, or not DC, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, like, how do you kind of bridge the two? How do you, you know, pay homage and all that? I mean, also, too, we have Secret Wars coming up, and Secret Wars is going to be this big multiverse event. Something tells me. I have a feeling that, like, Secret Wars, you're going to have Halle Berry, Storm popping out, James Marsden, Cyclops, all that other stuff. Like, they come out of a portal, they join the fight, too. Uh, Deadpool 3 could set that up, too. So...
0: That would be beautiful in the the second range. I mean, the second class, the first class, but the second class. Uh, they're still kind of young. Like yeah. uh, Sophie Turner is by no means too old to like get in the game. I you know I don't. I there's been a lot of talk of the old guard, but not the middle guard um, mm-hmm. because the middle guard could still do it. Like they could get James uh, James M- Michael Fassbender. Um, but I do think they're a little bit more hesitant, if I'm Disney, to bring in that group, because that's like competition, whereas like, Patrick is old. Ian the Collins old. I mean, they were old when they did it. <laughs> they're like, yeah. so like, nobody expects Halle Berry to come back, but I, I, I forget the girl's name, unfortunately, that, that played the new Storm. She could actually, so I do yeah. think they'll probably not so much bring them in. Um because they don't want fans clamoring for them like they want their own x-men i i assume yeah so you bring in the old guys like bring seth greenback as toad you know what i'm saying like who cares uh, yeah. do the leave schreiber what are you up to dude um
1: anyway that's that's my thought 100 percent. That's it. Here's the thing, I was sort of like, I don't know what they're going to do with the legacy characters, but then after watching No Way Home, and like... What I, I still find awkward about that movie is, like, uh, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man gets stabbed, and you're like, oh, he's definitely done, like, he's dead. And then he comes back up, and he's like, cool, I'll see y'all later, and I'm like, ah, uh, That seems like a bit of a retcon there. Or not even a yeah. retcon, but like, they definitely changed that story to... Purposely leave them alive so that you can bring them back for Secret Wars. I think that's what's gonna happen. Like, we're gonna get throughout the next phase of Marvel movies, like them bringing back certain characters and storylines from those old movies, and then be like, okay, we'll see you all later, but you know, we're gonna kind of leave you in a place where we can come back and find you if we need to for Secret Wars. So, uh, yeah. I'm kind of I'm really curious if that's like the route they're gonna take and if they do like, yeah, bringing in Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman obviously, but like having them in a place where you end the movie and you go, okay, movie's done, but we can we can return to these characters if we want to, bring them back for Secret Wars. Cool. Uh, okay, a little bit of Star Wars news, but Ahsoka. We'll reportedly see The Book of Boba Fett star Tamura Morrison play a live-action Captain Rex. This makes a whole ton of sense. Captain Rex, big player in the animated uh, Clone Wars and um, Rebels TV series. So the fact that they're adapting those shows and doing like a live-action version of it, it makes sense for Rex. Also, too, I think people will be a little surprised if they haven't seen that show and they go watch this and they see a Tamara Morrison who was playing Boba Fett in the Boba Fett show and said he's playing Rex. That'll be a little little twist, a little subversion of expectations so we go okay. Alright uh, The Flash is now tracking to a disappointing 70 million opening weekend uh, Not to say necessarily that's how much it's going to make but like so far that's what the projections are looking at so I don't know it's not looking good for The Flash right now and a lot of people online are starting to speculate as to why The Flash is not doing well some people are saying the whole stuff with Ezra kind of soured the movie Um, some people are saying the fact that like the DCEU just seems like it's a doomed thing like you know that we're working towards something new with the new DC so the fact that we still have a movie kind of at least in some ways tied to that old universe seems like it's something that isn't as exciting it's just sucks i i actually think the flash has potential to be a very good movie but i don't know what do you think spark
0: you know me dude i'm team flash all the way i mean it's i do it really does annoy me that as we're this um uh, because I've, I've seen several people post online that they like why did dc keep keep this person and blah, blah, blah. and i'm like you're not wrong right like yeah. i'm not i'm not against you but it's like reshooting that whole thing after they've been reshooting shooting this movie for what feels like a decade um well
1: yeah they started this movie in development back when the flash show was just starting and that show just ended after like nearly a decade so that's like, that's how long the flash movie has been in development it's crazy
0: I mean, facts. So that's why I'm like, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least put it out. I'm sorry, DC. Um, you guys ruined Shazam too. Like, you didn't give it a chance. And it seems like the Flash at least is getting a shot. But I'll be there. I, I, I'm going to buy tickets probably next week, and that's all I can do.
1: Yep. I I'm checking it out regardless. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I will be very interested to see, like, how well it does. And if it is, like, reviewing well, I would hope that, like, Warner Brothers would at least do, like, an early embargo for it. So that, you know, if it is good, the press can put up some very positive reviews early. And, like, just kind of get the buzz going. I don't know. I have a feeling that Warner Brothers will give, like, a very tight embargo for this, and I think it's going to hurt them. I agree. Uh, Just give the movie some excitement. give Give people some reason to get excited for it. And, you know, go from there. Okay, speaking of The Flash, you can see The Flash a little bit early. There are doing some preview screenings right now throughout the U.S., um I even know of some people here where I live in BC that travel all the way down to Seattle just to see preview screens for it so it's it. But here's what you should know is that the movie is missing around 5 to 10 minutes of footage uh and that will be in the theatrical cut but it's not in these preview screens so if you think you're going to see the complete movie I mean you're seeing like 95% of the movie but uh, there's just a part of it they cut so um just FYI on that uh yeah apparently it has something to do with the reveal of a character a character steps out and then it just cuts to black where and then next thing you know it just cuts to the credits and people are saying like definitely there's a point there where like you can see where they're going to come in later and like fill in who this character is considering that like the flash movie is adapting flashpoint the whole idea is like you're resetting the timeline uh, revealing certain characters to be new actors and all that, I could see that easily being the case. Um, obviously, we don't know too much just because it's literally, like, not out there. So, we don't know what they're going to actually put in that in that five to ten minutes, but, yeah. It also just gets me a little more excited, too. I'm like, the fact that you're kind of holding off on some really cool, like, reveal at the end of this movie, um, I'm, I'm down for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to because this is a connecting piece, so they have an opportunity to give us actually relevant information um, <laughs> as opposed to the last couple of DC movies' endings that reveal things that aren't happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, and then Mortal Kombat 2 adds Resident Evil and Sabrina actress. Adeline Rudolph has Katana, so... Slowly but surely casting this movie, and I, I liked the last Mortal Kombat movie, I thought Me it was too. fun. Um, I remember that was a well, HBO Max release, uh, up here it's called Crave, but yeah, I remember watching it on there. I was like, this movie's really good, cool. Uh, and then Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, a sequel is unlikely after final box office totals uh yeah it made something like 150 or i think it made like 200 million on a 150 million dollar budget that's before like promotions and all that other stuff which would have obviously cost quite a bit more so yeah it's unfortunate did you ever see dungeons and dragons
0: yeah i saw it in, it in the theaters course. i loved it
1: yeah yeah that's so. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Okay. So it's it made ninety three million domestically, two hundred seven million worldwide on a one hundred fifty million dollar budget. So, it yeah. But yeah, you have to also keep in the keep into account that you you spend a lot of money on promotions and that's not included in the budget. So, um. Yeah. It's it's doubtful we're gonna get a sequel, which is unfortunate because I thought that movie was fun. I wanted to see more.
0: I didn't realize that cost that much to make. Golly.
1: Yeah. I guess all the creature effects. Maybe Chris Pine cost a ton of money.
0: Something like that.
1: I mean, the the thing is, too, is like they do have the Dungeons and Dragons TV show that they're working on uh, that's going to Paramount Plus. So, I mean, there's a chance they might continue this on, but at least for now, it seems like a bit of an uphill battle. Um, I don't know. I kind of think that that movie just kind of needed some more promotion. Um, I don't know. Like, I knew it was coming because I had seen it for review, but, like, I... And it got good reviews, so it definitely wasn't that. I think they just needed to, like, do some better job of promoting it. Kind of, you know, playing up the fact that it was, like, a fun action comedy movie, but... I don't know. I think in the general populace of things, like, that movie just kind of... Didn't get as much attention as it could have.
0: Got a great review from me. Yeah, but that's all I can do.
1: Yeah, I gave it a good review too. I I don't know. I I had I had a good time with that movie. So I don't think it was bad reviews because I think it has like a ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's pretty positive on there. So nope, not too many people had major issues with this movie. It's just I don't know promotions advertising i think that was probably the big thing that they could have probably done better on but we'll see well that's it for news let's take a quick break and then we can come back and review some some stuff back in a bit hey everybody it's curtis from the podcast and you know that we're brought to you by amazon prime amazon prime's got amazing content such as the boys The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Let's review some movies. Uh, I mean, not a whole lot is going on this week. because everyone's clearing way for Little Mermaid. I mean, there's also two like stuff like Fast X and other stuff that's still plowing away at the box office. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, even though it's on digital, still cleans up at the box office. But uh, yeah, the big movie this week, the Little Mermaid, uh, Disney's remake of the classic, quote unquote. I don't know. I don't know where people stand with Little Mermaid. I liked it as a kid, but I don't know where um, people maybe stand with it nowadays. But, um, yeah, this is the latest in the, um, I don't know, I guess, version of this uh, story. Uh, And, I don't know, I always have a little bit of a preconceived notion with these movies that, like... When they remake them they're always going to try to balance like stuff that we like from the original but also doing something new and almost always with these remakes the stuff that's new annoys the living shit out of me because it's just so glaringly off and my biggest issue with this was that some of the songs that they had for this that were new just didn't jive with the movie at all like You know most of the songs from The Little Mermaid. And, like, they're all classic songs. uh, All songs that most people know off the top of their head. But the problem is, is then they go into, like, this, like, hip-hop rap tune that they definitely made for this movie. And they added it in. And I'm just like, please stop. Just, just, Just don't. Please don't. Um. Yeah. So, there's just stuff like that. Uh. Also, too, like the movie definitely felt like it was padding itself at times to make it seem longer than it needed to be. Um, The movie's just over two hours long; it definitely didn't need to be as long, especially when they're like really focusing on like points where like Prince Eric has to like, you know, he's he's going on dates with Ariel and they're trying to you know figure each other out. Um, But then there are some things about this that I really did like. Uh, Javier Bardem's King Triton is great. Uh, So is the lead actress that plays Ariel. I think her name's Haley Berry. I keep saying Haley Berry, but it's it's Haley Berry. And she's really good in this. Like, she's fantastic as as Ariel. And, like, honestly, you can just watch this movie and just see how well, how great of an actress she is. And, like, you can just know she's going to have a great. Kind of career ahead of her, um. Yeah, and there's just like some little flourishes and moments of like parts in this movie that was like, oh, that's that's really cool, though. That's a real cool visual. But then, yeah, the parts of it that just drag on far too long, and then the new songs are just awful. Um. So yeah, I. I settle on a seven out of ten for this, and I think that's that's being a little generous, just because I do think. This movie had some points where it dragged on a little too much. Uh, but, I mean, this is probably not... It, this is definitely not the worst Disney live-action remake I've seen. Uh, it's probably not the best either, but I somewhere settle for, yeah, a 7 out of 10. I think if you're uh, really big into The Little Mermaid, you'll probably want to check this out. And honestly, even if you're just kind of like, hey, I want to watch a... I just want to watch a... A Disney movie, you know, classic Disney movie like this, this this will fit the bill. Okay, Spark, you saw a movie called "You Hurt My Feelings." What's that all about? Yeah,
0: we didn't see. I didn't see uh, the Little Mermaid. These Disney remakes. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, yes, it's with uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Uh, that is Elaine from Seinfeld. If Somehow you only know her from that. She's also the lead in Veep. But anyway, I don't need to read her resume. Uh, She's also in Marvel. Um, (laughs) That should be maybe more relevant right now. Um, uh, Anyway, uh, she plays a writer, formerly successful, currently struggling, who is married to a psychiatrist, uh, formerly successful, currently struggling, who has a son never successful, currently struggling, and a mother and sister, and we don't know about them, but you could probably assume the same. Um, And she is having trouble getting this book made and um, kind of really doubting herself and dealing with aging, and her husband wants to get surgery because he's feeling old and unattractive. And uh, while out with her sister, she... Overhears her husband saying disparaging things about her, which sends her into a tailspin. She's questioning their relationship and kind of her whole life, um, and that's where you get the title "You Hurt My Feelings." There's not much to spoil. It's not really one of those types of movies, um, um, and I, I know that exactly three people listening to this are going to see this movie at, at any point in their life. Um, but it was decent. It was solid um well written i will say that a bit slow i i did doze off for a bit um that's partially how late i was up the night before but also partially there's just not even for a romantic comedy even though i don't know that i would qualify this is less romance more comedy anyway it it was slow even though it was only an hour and a half it felt longer um but it is like good ish um, and I think the son and the and the mom are particularly interesting characters, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think this is a great movie for when it comes on Netflix or Amazon Prime for you to watch with your significant other, um, because it it does bring into question what is lying, and that. It sounds like maybe a more obvious answer than it is, and they do a good job of exploring what truly is lying. And uh, that is the part of the movie that I think is is worth diving into. Um, You don't need to watch it with a partner, it could be with anybody, but I do think it would have a bit more weight, either with your parents or with someone you're currently dating. Okay. Cool. But yeah, don't see it in theaters. Wait till it comes out. You don't. Need, there's no difference in experience between your television and a theater in regards to this movie.
1: And sorry, did you give it a score?
0: Um, six and a half out of ten. Okay. Six point six, six, six
1: Okay. Cool. All right, and then finally something I have really no, <laughs> no interest in, but I watched it because Disney was like can you review this and i was like ah yeah sure the kardashians season three um i've never watched an episode of the kardashians maybe that makes me a bad person i don't know maybe it makes me a better person i also don't know either um but i watched uh the kardashians season three and what i can tell you is i had no idea what was going on uh all i know is these people were talking about things that were said about them in, like, tabloids, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is just them recapping things and responding to stuff <laughs> they've seen in the media. It seems like a very weird setup for a show. Uh, but I will say this. There was a couple times I chuckled, a couple times that I was like, oh, clearly it's fun at the fact that these people don't have much life skills. Um, so for that, I will give it a 7 out of 10. I don't know. Maybe people... I'm assuming people will like these, these kind of shows. This is my, this is my first real Kardashians exposure. Um, but, yeah. Cool. And then a uh, little Blu-ray roundup just because uh, there's been a couple Blu-rays out and I have yet to give my opinions on them. So I'm just going to quickly rapid-fire these for you. Uh, Flashdance is out on Blu-ray. Uh, great transfer some great special features if you're a fan of the movie definitely would recommend giving this one a 7 out of 10 Uh, 80 for Brady this movie came out this year Uh, really solid movie really solid comedy great uh, great blu-ray release lacking a little bit of special features but I still would give this an 8 out of 10 Uh, Deep Impact also out on blu-ray this is a re-release well yeah the movie came out I remember when Deep Impact came out at the same time as Armageddon. It was a big, what's, you know, which one's going to be better, Deep Impact or Armageddon? Arguably, I would say Armageddon is the, the more interesting movie than Deep Impact. But uh, this is a decent transfer, some good special features. Uh, kind of, I don't know, I like there could have been a bit more. But I'll give this as a whole 7 out of 10. And then finally, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. We just talked about this. It's maybe not getting a sequel, but it is getting a Blu-ray. Uh, The Blu-ray's out, and uh, you can pick it up. Some good special features here. Uh, Great transfer, obviously. Uh, I'll also give this an 8 out of 10. I think this is a really solid Blu-ray release, and uh, if you like the movie, definitely worth checking out. And with that, we're done for this episode. Next week, Spider-Verse, baby. We're going across it, or at least somebody is. Maybe it's not me. But yeah, we'll see you all next time, everybody. Bye for now. Hey Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I
0: haven't gotten my copy
1: yet. Oh man, it's the bomb.
0: Oh, I heard they were gonna use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay, I mean, it's no walking on the sun though.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, a ghost!
0: I'M THE GHOST OF STREAMING future. What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want on almost any device. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its awesome selection.
1: Amazon? Like the website that sells books?
0: Yes! In fact, take a look!
1: What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future!
0: It's a device that you can stream on! In fact, why don't you go to HTTP?
1: Pulling slash forward slash get Amazon
0: using So you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's Dubstep?